Hey, um, hey, Max. Uh, yes, yes, Jose, yes. Um, I kind of have a little tiny, a tiny little thing that I want to say. Go on, my dear boy, go on. I have something to say about Max Steele. That would have been like Trump. I've never stolen anything. No, 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 not Max Steele's. Which is my which is my upcoming documentary, exposing I, the fraud committed by Max, I, Max Max Steel Benyon, Max Steel Benyon. Now now listen here, young man. I've never done anything like that. So uh, also, I want for the listeners. We scram. normally have we talked about how we do a little nickname at the beginning of the yeah, episodes. Yeah, we yeah we mentioned it maybe in a main in a mainline episode. It definitely was in the season two outtakes. Uh, well, um, I for Max. <laughs> Instead of just doing like Max Steel Benyon, I did Max Max Steel Benyon. The implication there that is that that would be like the name that you would be known as Max Max Steel Benyon. Yeah, no, please, my friends call me Max Steel. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but yeah, Max, today I have something to say about Max Steel. Do you know what the fuck I even mean when I say that? So was was he? Okay. Okay. Um, was was this the cartoon where he had? Like, so you can say anything. It's he had okay. like a robot arm that could turn into a real robot. <laughs> um, <laughs> sure, I don't really I know, know what you mean. No, you wait. Say what that. am I thinking? Of? It's that show. What am I thinking? Of? That show called Rex or whatever. It was called like Mechanic. Oh, that Rex was or something. <laughs> Generator Rex. Oh yeah, that that. And they um, made a live action movie of Max Steel though. They did. Uh, no, Generator Rex was something else. Are you looking at the Wikipedia? No, I'm I'm remembering right now. You can see the reflection of my glasses, Jose, on the on the video call we're on. I'm looking at you and and the clean. Yeah, thing. the film. Uh, we'll get into all that, but that did come out in 2016. You were close. That was the second most important thing to happen in 2016. <laughs> right after. Uh, oh Batman yeah, right after Superman. BVS. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. uh, we both yeah. don't love that movie. Okay. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into the, 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 the toy line, the series, and the reboot, as well as the live action Ooh. stuff. Um, but in a nutshell, Max Steel was a toy line slash animated series from my childhood that has been played a massive part in the memories that I have of my childhood days and then faded into obscurity and then one day I went oh my god remember Max Steel and then I was obsessed with learning about it and quickly discovered a lot that was surprising to me and perhaps why my American compatriots were not as familiar with Max Steel as I was it's a conspiracy. Okay. We'll get into it. Whoa, what? It's not really a conspiracy, but let's a say conspiracy. Okay, so Max Steel uh, was created in the late '90s by Mattel, uh, and they were at this time they, you know Mattel, <laughs> you know Mattel, right? They're always oh, searching yeah. for a next big thing. What's another thing that we can synergize and we can get to throw a bunch of money behind and make cheap shit that we can then make a. 30 minute commercial for so kids will buy it right so in the yeah. 90s they were looking for a toy line that would in their own words be inspired by the adventures of james bond but aimed towards a younger crowd so it was right out front they wanted to what? do a james bond-esque like ripoff uh and kind of gear it more towards like uh they were they were going for ages i would say probably like 10 to like 13 or like oh, so they, nine they so to this, this so this James Bond ripoff wasn't gonna be like betting women all the time. No, no, no. He was no. He was gonna be wetting the bed. Yeah, he was gonna be pissing his pants. <laughs> it's relatable to it's young relatable. boys. They that said. one time I slept over at my cousin's house and I woke up and I pissed the bed and I was so scared because I I never he like he like what he was like you're gonna shut yeah up. yeah he like it was like you committed a murder and he was like I'm gonna here's what we're gonna do. <laughs> yeah, that is that one time. I just saw him recently, and I brought that up, and we both laughed about it. And he's like, I, I don't know, man. Fancy. He's like, I just, I just had a plan. He had a plan. Uh, it was just, it was just crazy for the listeners that time I pissed my pants because I don't normally piss. I never really pissed my pants as a kid. Like I never pissed Sounds the bed like or anything. 
Sounds like something a guy would say. Who pisses his pants regularly would say. I shit my pants in sleep, but I would never piss my pants. Well, anyway, so this is what's really interesting to me. I didn't know this, but the original toy line was actually just a retooled version of Big Jim. You ever heard of Big Jim? Who's Big Jim? So Big Jim was a G.I. Joe-inspired action figure from a Yeah, these guys are just, they're just taking everything. Yeah, because I'm not sure. I have to look G.I. Joe was Hasbro. Yes, that's what I thought. I was going to say, I don't remember if G.I. Joe was Mattel or Hasbro. Big Jim was their, um, their response to G.I. Joe. Uh, it was just what you would think, like a boy's version Big of a Barbie Jim. doll. He, you could get him his clothes and he was like, you know, Big he was Jim. a surfer and a whatever. Um, but he was actually named Kid Acero in Latin America, which translates uh-huh. to Kid Steel and Mark Sh- and just regular Mark Strong in Europe. Um, I love feels like it feels like we're getting it. close to, to something, though. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Like so Mark Strong and and Kid Steel are the mm-hmm. names in other countries. Hmm. In the but 1980s, was... Big Jim was actually converted to James Bond Agent 007, which was a toy line that ultimately ended. So it all kind of connects back to this James Bond. So Big Jim started as a as Big Jim. They retooled him as James Bond, and then Max Steel was in the process of of, of being thought of. And they went, oh, we can just we want it to be James Bond esque. Oh, we have this toy line that we originally had already retooled to James Bond. Oh, interesting. Let's retool it to Max Steel, which is okay. just, I don't. It's a lot of like just reusing shit, but like yeah. jumping around. Um. So the line that came out was named Max Steel, and it centered around a teenager. And you can already like imagine the font. It was very early two thousands, late nineties of like Max, like in like capital letters and like. Mm-hmm. ooze kind of shit yeah that's how i write my name yeah <laughs> big letters ooze <laughs> yeah the line that came out um it was centered around a teenager so so originally the toy line came out slightly before the animated series i have to double check this i think it was about a year beforehand it was 99 mm-hmm. when the toy line came out and then the uh the show came out in the two th- in 2000 i want to just double check that though <laughs> Do you hear that? Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so the, the series premiered in 2000, but since October 1999 the toys had already hit the shelves. And this was really interesting because most of the time when Mattel released a toy line, the show would then be developed after the toy line to fit with whatever the toy line established. Here they set the toy line up and then started producing the TV series, and they were being produced parallel, but they weren't combined. Like, there was no communication about it at all. All that they were told was, he's like a sports extreme super agent, you know? But then, like, and we'll get into it, but there was, like, certain aspects that the toy line would create that the show was just like, we're not going to, they just ignored that or did it differently. A bit of a rundown on the toy line. He was this teenager who worked for this organization N-Tech. N-T-E-K. Tech. And we're going to get a lot of those names. Those like cool names, you know? Like yeah. early 2000s cool names. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was tasked with protecting the world from threats. Uh, and, and at first, it was like terrorists, super agents, uh, like military organizations, which again, just G.I. Joe ripoff stuff. Because their military, like the bad guys were called Dread. And it kind of gets hard looking into original Max Steel because a lot of the wikis are in like Portuguese or like foreign languages that I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to read this uh, because like a lot of the original Max Steel stuff just was wiped when the reboot came out. Oh, weird. So there's not like, a, I, don't, I don't know what Dread stands for. I know that in the reboot, Dread was like a guy instead of a military organization, but I don't know. I'm assuming it's got to be like dastardly, really re- evil asshole dudes, dudes. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. uh but then later on the villains went from being like super agents terrorists to like mutants and monsters which here in this document that i'm that i'm going off of i wrote mutants and mutants <laughs> <laughs> yeah well they co- they wanted to cover all their bases they yeah, wanted to have got, two they wanted you to got have, your mutants yeah. uh you got your mutants uh, so Max Steel was released uh, with a number of outfits and vehicles and inspired by extreme sports. This was also a time when, like, 
extreme sports were like cool. Like think of like your like your X Games were becoming a big thing, and like BMX and like skateboarding and like. But like it was seen as like whoa, you know, like whoa, (laughs) like that's (laughs) anyway. But so it would be stuff like that. It would be like mountain climbing, surfing, snowboarding, skiing, and it was like different outfits to match it. Like I remember as as a kid, I had one where he was like on a snowmobile. And he had like winter gear and it was, mm-hmm. yeah. but he would also have various military and combat accessories. So you could get like diver max steel and he's got like the little fucking, you know, like the, the scuba gear and like the little flippy, uh, what are those called? <laughs> the things that go on your feet. Flippers. Flippers. <laughs> <laughs> but then also you could get one that was like max steel with a gun. Like he just has an AK-47. He just, you has, know? <laughs> he just has a gun. Um, so the toy but he's line still got the flippers on. Yeah, yeah. The toy line included the villains Psycho, who had a bionic arm and a metal face hidden behind a flesh mask. He was just um that Superman villain. Uh mm. you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, Condiment Metallo King. or something like that. I don't know. Condiment King. Condiment King <laughs> Condiment King is a Batman villain, actually. Pretty famously, Condiment King killed Superman in the Death of Superman story. I'm pretty sure, yeah. <laughs> and then you had other guys like Bioconstrictor, who was like the snake villain. Snake guy. Snake, snake guy. guy. And then you had Vitriol, who was just, just a guy. really horrible stuff. Who <laughs> just had a Twitter account, and he was awful, and everyone was hated just him. Donald Trump. Just spitting vit, just like... You know, Max Steele, there's been rumors that Max Steele, I don't want to say it, folks, but uh, Max Steele prefers the company of men. Let's just say that there's a lot of people out there and everyone's like, oh, "Oh, no. Oh, vitriol, stop it. Oh, I mean, um, I guess that's in his name. Max Steele has been spotted with Ken. You know what that says, folks? They're not just friends, I'll (laughs) say that. We should have never... We should have never let Vitriol choose the name Vitriol, which legally allowed him to say anything yeah, he wants. Yeah. It's in the Constitution, I'm pretty sure. The Constitution? Um, oh, no. So so Vitriol, though, Gratified. get this. he The toy just had these light-up arms. He was like a guy, but his arms were green, and they would light up. And it was later explained that That's he it? had, like, energy arms, and he would shoot, like, energy. I don't remember his how his fu- he got his fucking powers or whatever. Why all- is his name Vitriol? Again, they just took names. They were like, "Ooh, and that's then I a guess cool why name. is why is Psycho got a metal face? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that feels more Psycho than laser arms feel vitriolic. <laughs> but okay, um, I'm 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 sorry. I'm and here for and, this. and these I'm, guys they would always uh, tie back to being like uh, they, it was a Tony Stark effect where they were always like tied back to Max Steel being the reason they were that they were. You know what I mean? Like it always tied back to Max Steel and and, oh. and tech. Um, so the toy okay. line they launched with a 16 page comic. That would give kids a breakdown of Max and his abilities. And it was actually really interesting because it was written from both the viewpoint of his allies and uh, his villains. Um, and then it, uh, the, some of the information presented in this comic, though, would be retconned or just straight up ignored by the follow-up animated series. Which brings us to the most fascinating part of Max Steel and my childhood, which was the animated series. So... After they had been looking for this toy line or whatever, let me, you know what, Max, let me, just so you understand some of this, do you have access to the, um, the drive right now? Because I just included a link <laughs> um, to this ad, to this TV spot, so you can right. see what we're, we're looking at here with the toys. Okay, here the we- adventure continues as Psycho unleashes a spiky surprise. Activate Max's gun, block and load, and fire. Psycho can run. But he can't hide. Uh oh. <laughs> Make my day. Speed up. See ya, Psycho. <laughs> Rapid reloader Max and Psycho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, why did he say make my day? Why is he like. <laughs> why? <laughs> they just took that? They just stole, they just stole that? Yeah. Well, that's nuts. Okay, but hold on. You were underselling Psycho because he looks pretty He's crazy. He's fucking crazy, huh? He's, guys, this guy is. A Uh-oh. math lad. Make <laughs> my day. I'm rewatching. Uh oh. Uh oh. And then as he and as he as he falls down the trench, he goes steel, which yeah, I yeah. really liked. They call did, him steel. Did you get to the to the snake guy too? Oh, I didn't know. All it right, keeps geez. going at like 26. It switches over. 
Max has a sharp and they just revert on the body. Activate blade throw with like automatic grab and throw action. In their Knife throw Max and Bio, each sold separately. Wait, what was that snake guy's name? Bio oh, Constructor. Bio. They're calling him Bio. But they call him Bio for short. Does he have cornrows? Yeah, I think he does. <laughs> but they're like snakes. All right. But okay, but looking um, at that, do you not think those toys look sick as fuck? I'll say this, Jose. Yeah. It's like it's like they went into the boardroom. He goes up to the whiteboard and he goes and he just he goes, Yeah, boy stuff. And they're like, What? And he's yes. like boy stuff. And they're like, explain. And then he just writes guns, knives, robot snakes, man, robot man, uh cool watch, muscles, nineties uh, Brendan Fraser head haircut. Yeah, he really does have that going yeah. on, doesn't he? But it just it's just like the most boy stuff ever. And I think know? that's why I loved it so much. Because I was okay. like, whoa, this guy's a guy's guy, you know? Yeah, this was designed to, to like appeal everything, to the boys. Everything, the accessories, the everything. Everything everything about it just made me go, whoa. I'd never seen this in my entire life. Yeah, and it's, again, it's such a crazy shift that they go from this to the reboot, which we'll get into. Okay, because I have um, no idea what the reboot looks like either. I just remember... Oh, okay. I just remember that in the live action, he had like a white and blue, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. like, like, um, yeah, yeah. We'll get suit? into the reboot. We'll get okay. into it. Um, I have a, I have a question though. I have a yes. clarifying question. Yes. Uh, you said he's a super agent. Does mm-hmm. he have any abilities, or is he just really good at his we're job? We're about to get into the storyline now that we're at the animated show. Let's get into okay. the story. Okay. Um, Bioconstrictor looks like Twizzlers. Yes, he does. I've included a picture here so you can see uh, Max in turbo mode. That's what he would look like. So wait, he so so he actually goes turbo mode. Yeah. So we'll talk about it. So wow. to help promote the toys, they they partnered with Sony slash TriStar Television's Adelaide Productions to produce right, what right. at the time was the first, I think it was first computer animated TV show on WB Kids right. before it was before it was like before they got absorbed into Cartoon Network or whatever. Man, they really just took Brendan Fraser mummy. They really did, didn't they? They really, really did. He just and looks so, so much like Rick O'Connell. So it was, he does. So the series was developed by Greg Wiseman and Jeff Klein, and it centered on this 19-year-old extreme sports star named Josh McGrath, uh, who, was cra- who was played by... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. No, it's just a ahead. really white name, right? Josh well, just imagine McGrath. if instead of Max Steele, it was called Josh McGrath. <laughs> So, and then as Psycho falls down the church, he goes, McGrath! Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. and he was played by, I think, two two guys, Christian Campbell and then Matthew Kaminsky for two episodes. Uh, so Josh, and it would last for three seasons. So he was this okay. orphan who was adopted by his father's best friend and partner, Jefferson Smith. And here's where it gets interesting, right? Remember how I mentioned Big Jim? So people yeah. were always like, hey, it's weird that he looks like Big Jim and has a lot of the same stuff as Big Jim. Later on, there was an episode that revealed that Max Steele is actually Big Jim's son and Jefferson Smith who like raised Max as his his adopted son is actually Big Jeff who was another character from the Big Jim toy line so they fucking tied it together which is crazy because most of the time they would never do that they would just be like yeah whatever yeah we retool the thing who cares but here they like actually put some they effort into it part of the went. story yeah it's kind of, yeah it's it's, huh. it's pretty cool um, so um, wait, so Josh McGrath was the name of the orphan boy. So that's Max Steele. He's he's Josh. He that, he, when the show first started, wanna, he had a secret identity, sure. and his okay, name was Josh sure McGrath. I, okay, I got you. And so one day he's visiting his his uh, stepdad, his his adoptive dad, uh, who worked for this counterintelligence agency known as Entech. Uh, counterintelligence. They're stupid. They're dumb. They do dumb stuff. Yeah, the counter yeah. of intelligence. They go oh. <laughs> I don't know what the Russians are doing. We don't know. <laughs> and then the U.S. government's like, mm, good, here's $300 billion. You know? Thank you. We're going to buy plenty of boy stuff with it. <laughs> so, funny that you say that. So, Entech, they had this, this public front. And their public front was they created extreme sports equipment. No way. Yeah, so... One day. This is the most boy thing yes. they could have yes. done. You know, the, the societal concept of what a boy is so josh to like. thought that his dad worked at this sports creating company or whatever yeah. they created sports oh uh, basketball they created sports and uh so he goes to he's waiting for him one night outside of the facility when psycho 
attacks. And Josh follows him in, and the the fight ensues. Psycho's trying to steal these nano, because again, it's the early 2000s. He's trying to steal this nanotech. So they get into a fight, and Psycho blasts. Uh, goes to sh- <laughs> he starts blasting, and he goes to shoot uh, Josh, but he hits the vial of these nanotechs, and they all latch on to Josh, right? And it, Josh uh-huh. is injured, uh, and he's okay. exposed to this this swarm of microscopic nanomachines uh, called the Nanotech Max. That's what they were called. So the nanites they start breaking down and they start killing Josh. Uh, and what? Yeah, because they're not like meant to bond with. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. Again, this is like. I guess I just wasn't expecting ago. him to be killed, Jose. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is yeah, this yeah. an Astro Boy situation? Kind of. So okay. the the probes were dying because they were outside of their containment, and as they're dying, they're killing him with him with them. So they think he's going to die. But then this guy named Birdo, uh, um, what is his full name? No, hang on. I I want to give you. That was a shy guy. I'm sorry. That wasn't Birdo. I can't remember his full name, but they always just call him Birdo. (laughs) (laughs) There's so much information here that I'm like, is it really worth it? Hmm. Uh, sorry, doc, Dr. Roberto Martinez. He's a doctor and he worked hard. Oh, Birdo was like a T.O. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking the Mario character. Now I sound really mean. Yeah, now you sound racist. And uh, Dr. Martinez worked hard for that PhD. You give him some fucking respect, Max. Again, this is I just love that there's so much usage of terms that they just didn't know what they meant or just threw them in because they sounded cool. So they save him by giving him a dose of transphasic energy, or tea juice, uh, which the nanites needed to function. He's... Wow. <laughs> He's he's very progressive. Yes, I know. I, I don't they're know if I can him make tea, that yeah. joke. I don't know, if I, but that's that's great. Good Truly, the most boy you can be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're saving him by giving him a tea shot. That's Aww. beautiful. And I love um, that. Good for Josh. So, they give him a dose of tea juice, which the nanites need to function. The nanites bond with Josh, and they make him. They give him superhuman abilities, so he can like turn invisible. He can alter his appearance. And they allow him to go turbo uh, with the aid of this really sick, like, wrist device that controlled the levels of it or whatever. So it would give him, like, super strength, speed, and agility. And this is, like, pre-Omnitrix, so it's not an Omnitrix ripoff because he's not, like, trying to. I was going to say, anything. it sounds very Ben 10, doesn't it? Um, yeah. So with these new abilities, Josh joined Entech, and he adopted the code name Max Steel. And so along with, like, Jefferson and this other team with this team made up of, like, Birdo and Rachel, who was, like, his partner who worked with him in the field while also training him to be an Entech agent. And then there was uh, Jean Marriott, second-in-command under Jefferson. Uh, she was French, and she, like, uh, believed in Max even when Max didn't believe in himself. And then there was, there was just a, a, a colorful group of people, right? I've been so lucky to have plenty of those people in my Max life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's genuine. Yeah. Like you. You believe in me, right? So, Nen... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, buddy, I do. Thank so, you. Entech's primary enemy was Dread, which was this evil organization. Right. Dastardly, the really evil, evil asshole, asshole dudes. dudes. Yeah. God, I wish that was the name, man. <laughs> so, they were led by this this calculating and brilliant John Dread. Just named it after himself, huh? That's great. Uh, yeah, along with <laughs> Psycho and Vitriol, uh, they also had uh, the likes of Le Étranger, who was this mercenary terrorist who was essentially an electrical weapon. L'étranger? Mm, mm. There you it go. It would mean the stranger. The stranger. <laughs> I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, that's very creative. And um, and then there was Dragonelle, who was the, like, she could mimic the actions and appearance of anyone she encountered. Um, there was other foes like Woody Borkowski. Uh, who <laughs> believed Entech sold him a faulty bike that caused him to break his leg and end his sports career, so he considered himself Max's arch nemesis. Max disagreed, of course. Uh, Woody's sister, Annabelle, who was mutated by a lab accident into the energy vampire Electrix. Uh, Bioconstrictor, who Some of these about. names are, are worse than the others. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then there was Lance Bremer, who was a self-proclaimed king of the sky, and he was an air pirate. 
Uh, and then there was just a bunch of like. Oh, I in, love an air pirate. I love an air pirate. There was a bunch of like inventors and again people with connections in the sports world who like turned to illegal activities for like nefarious reasons. And yeah, I'm gonna, very Spider Man. Yes, and I'm gonna show. You, I'm gonna share a link to a TV spot for like the show. I'm gonna okay. put it in the document. I don't. Okay. Oh, what? It's like the font is invisible, invisible, but it's there. Can you I see, see it? it. Okay. I've got it. What's his status? The nanoprobes have completely invaded his system. This cannot be happening. There's only one thing we can do to save him. Help me, please. Get ready. A new breed of hero has joined the Kids WB lineup. The name's Steel. Max Steel. A brand new series. All new this weekend on Kids WB. A brand new series this weekend on WB Kids. Uh, I like that he just did the James Bond thing and he said, my name's Steel. Max Steel. So in this spot, which I'm, we'll include the audio, please, for There's the listeners. There's hella good rave music, just like that yes. late 90s, early 2000s. <laughs> yeah, so I forgot to, to mention that Josh McGrath was a blonde kid and yeah. slightly 19. And then when he transformed it to Max Steel, he was Brennan Fraser, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> He's just Rick O'Donnell from The Mummy. And he was like slightly older. He was like an older, like late 20s man. Uh, Shazam you know I mean? rules. Yes, yeah. pretty much. But yeah, in this spot, they have like the a new hero joins the WB Kids lineup. The name's Steel. Max Steel. All this weekend on WB. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> it just yeah. the but the animation style is very much of its time. Like it's yeah, yeah. it reminds me of what's that Spider-Man series that had Neil Patrick Harris as Spider-Man? The the new. Spider-Man animated Spider-Man. I think that's what it was called. Something, something like, that. like that, right? Yeah, Spider-Man it's the new animated adventure. animation like style. So anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's, yeah. It's around so that, yeah. again, it debuted, they debuted on Kids WB, um, but it was written by Wiseman with Lydia, who we mentioned up top, with Lydia Murano, John Wiseman. Well, that just seems like nepotism already. Uh, Michael Reeves, Kevin Hopps, Mike Ryan, Catherine Fugate, Carrie Bates, Gary Sperling, Tom Pugsley, Greg Klein, Stephen Melchino, uh, Tony Shitlassi, David Slack, Dan Perry, Marsha F. Griffin, and Andrew Robinson. And the they music all was worked on every single episode together. Mm-hmm. It was insane. It was insane. Uh, the music was composed by Jim Latham and Nathan First, uh, with Latham also composing the theme. And <clears throat> so this is where it gets interesting. So it was originally made by this company called Netter Digital Animation, and they used motion capture actors, which is crazy. Uh, yeah. And then they did the first wow. season, and then they went bankrupt. And so production yeah. moved over to Foundation Imaging. Isn't Jimmy Neutron hella expensive, too? Yes. They used real people. They based the models off real people. It was a kid whose yeah. head looked like that. It was you. Well, I, I was going to say, the model <laughs> for Jimmy Neutron is a kid was me. Um, so, so after that first season, it moved over to Foundation Imaging, who would also go bankrupt, and then it was moved once again to Mainframe Entertainment, the makers of the first fully computer animated program, Reboot. And then it stayed with Mainframe for the rest of its time. And because there was changes in the companies, they kind of started to change the story. So, for instance, when Mainframe took over the third season, strayed from the counterterrorism, it started going more towards like the mutants and monsters aspect of things. Also, it was unfortunately Max Steel was affected by 9/11. I was going to um, ask. So, I'm trying to find exactly where it is, but they so they used to release the toy lines in waves, like in different like wave 1, wave 2, wave 3. So, it was a second series at the end of 2000 uh okay, so it was after the September 11, 2001 attacks. They had this urban siege uh, action figures and they were immediately recalled because they contained yep. secret mission cards and each card contained clues and plots about fictional terrorist attacks on American soil. <sighs> the <laughs> children were supposed to use the cards to be informed of their next mission and stop the terrorists before they could demolish a building, spread a deadly virus or detonate a nuclear bomb. Bomb. <laughs> bomb. <laughs> <laughs> a nuclear bomb. 
That sounds rad as hell. <laughs> oh shit. Um, that's instance, awful though. Like even if 9-11 hadn't happened. It gets worse. <laughs> so Vitriol and at least a couple of his cards included the text Vitriol is on top of the World Trade Center, ready to blast the city with his deadly energy waves. Your mission, stop Vitriol before he destroys New York City. <laughs> it was insane, right? Like, it was too much. No. So they oh, rightfully no. they recalled everything, and um, they, they changed it um, <laughs> and um, <clears throat> re-released it without any mention of, you know, American cities being attacked by fucking Good. terrorists. That's nuts. Um, vitriol was never produced again after his initial release so we started heading into the monsters and this is like probably so up until this point let's let's talk about jose at this point i had had the max steel toy line for a long time and i i don't again and we'll talk into why it was super popular in latin america but from i think like three or four my parents were buying me max steel and it's important for the listeners to remember i was an only child so i was very entitled up until eight years old because or sorry, not entitled. I was very privileged until I was eight because my parents, at the time, the economy was decent in Mexico and I was an only child and they lived with my mom's dad so they weren't like paying rent. So like they worked and they had money to spend on their kid because I was like the only one. So I got I got pretty much everything. So I had like all these brand new like Max Steel and like my dad was a guy in his 20s and he just had a son, and now he had reasons to buy toys because he never had toys. So he was like, oh, these look rad as hell. I'm going to buy them for my son. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think yeah. that's why I got into Max Steel was because my dad went, oh, I low-key want to play with these. I'm going to buy them for my kids so I can play with these. Because we used to play, him and I would play Max Steel all the time. And so Aww. at this point uh, nice. is when my mem- – I, I don't remember a lot of the early stuff, but but this, the when it starts changing to like the Mutants and Monsters – that's when I start remembering, like, oh, yeah, I remember watching this. I remember watching that. So <clears throat> after the first season, it was revealed that, that Charles Marshak and Jean Marriott, the uh, the French lady who believed in, in Max, they no longer appeared because it was revealed that, that Marriott was actually an agent of dread and was killed in an explosion in the season finale. And uh, they they, no. p- they planned to bring Marriott back she as a triple. She believed in him. Yeah. Isn't that, that actually is crazy, though, that she believed in him the whole time. She a liar. This is where there's like a bunch of like politics within the world of the show. So like, for instance, Rachel, his partner, she's promoted at the start of season two and she's replaced by another. They bring in this other character, Cat Ryan, as Max's new partner. <clears throat> and then in season three, these two other characters that were like part of his team, Laura and Pete, they're written out and Vitriol replaces Dread as the main villain, even though like his toy was not really being produced anymore. He was still part of the show. Um, the third season also saw Antec shut down after events of the prior season and the characters became extreme sports stars. And, uh, so <laughs> this is where it gets crazy, Max. Are you uh, ready? This is where it gets crazy. I'm sorry. It keeps building up. I don't know why I keep, I keep saying it gets crazy because it keeps getting crazy. So it started crazy in keeping with this extreme sports theme, several real life sports stars had guest appearances on the show, including pro skater, Tony Hawk. BMX writer Matt Hoffman, hockey player Luke Robifail, tail? I can't tell if that's a T or an F, and as well as basketball player turned actor Rick Fox and motocross super, supercross champion Jeremy McGrath. And then, yeah, Any like relation? I, what was that? Any relation? Yeah, his Josh? real life brother. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's, yeah, it's, it's okay, crazy, again. though, that they got Tony Hawk and well, like, Matt reaching, Hoffman for this. I mean, it's reaching its, its peak, you know. Mm-hmm appeal to young boys yes and then like i mentioned after the september 11 terrorist attacks the word terrorist was filtered out of some episodes and then um the the toy line was uh repackaged so despite the initial success of the toy line sales in north america were not doing well but in latin america they were thriving so mattel decided to end the show, and then focus on those markets specifically. And this is, I think, why it became so popular in Latin America. Mm. Because at a certain point, when it started dwindling in the U.S., they just went, okay, well, now American kids don't get this. Let's strictly market it to Latin America. And they started doing these direct-to-video movies uh, in 2004 uh, to, like, 2008. And they would be, like, bonus gifts with the purchase of other products. Um, so like for instance, the first one endangered species was 
the only one that kept continuity with the show, and then every film after that just kind of like it's kept building off, but stopped mentioning stuff from the show. So like facts about uh, Max's creation and Entech differed, and then they started including an isotope called Elementium that was embodied in Max to help him survive the nanites. And then Ele- Elementium would become a big force behind the, the film's new primary foe, who I remember so much, Elementor. And um, <clears throat> these movies also just straight up ignored the fact that Max had an alter ego and just went, no, he's always been Max Steel," Which I think is smart because I don't think it... Because also within the show, it was never a big deal that he had an alter ego. Like It wasn't like, oh, the, the villains can't know his secret identity. There's like multiple episodes where he transforms in front of them and they're just like, okay. So for instance, so just so like you know, if you bought Selects Max Steel action figures, you would get a free Max Steel Endangered Species DVD. And then like some of the other ones like would come if you bought like a Happy Meal. And that's how I got one of them. I remember that going to get a Happy Meal and there was, I think it was F- Forces of Nature, which is the one where Elementor first shows up. Because uh, in, in, in Spanish, it was called El Dominio de los Elementos, which means Elements Dominion. And um, mm. I used to watch that shit over and over. And I used to think it was weird that he came in a Happy Meal. And I just thought that that was like a Mexico <laughs> thing. Like they were like, eh, we'll give him a Happy Meals, whatever. But I guess it was like a deliberate thing where they were like, no, we'll just. I think what Mattel must have thought was if we sell them on the, uh, their own, maybe they won't get them. But if we give them to them with other shit, then they'll go buy the toys, which is exactly what happened with me. Yeah. Um, like, for instance, one of the you other had ones to get was... get your hands on Elementor. Yeah. Uh, one of them was, like, inside an Act 2 popcorn special promo pack. Which, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, stuff that's, like that. That's, that's fun, though. That's, I don't know. That's such a fun, nostalgic thing for you. I like that. Yeah. And this is really interesting. So, outside of variations of Max and the main male, villain, male villains, no other character was ever released... Uh, n- especially no other female character. Um, yeah. Despite the fact that the show actually had very powerful and empowered female characters. Well, that, that's that's long been a thing, though, because mm-hmm. meanwhile, in my childhood, I was getting all the Avatar The Last Airbender action figures, and they never once made a Katara or a Toph. Which, like, would have been only cool get have. You could only get, like, Aang and Sokka and Zuko, and that was it. You could get my dog? Yeah, well, I had an action figure of your dog. Forces of Nature, every movie that came after this just pretty went after pretty much like focused on this or brought stuff back from this. So basically, um he Jefferson Smith, uh Max's stepdad, adoptive dad. He goes to this place to buy biocons, abandoned base, bioconstrictors, abandoned base. And there he finds a bunch of animals that are failed experiments. And then he finds one of them, though, codenamed Elementor, who wakes up and escapes from his container. Elementor then looks up five different Elementium isotopes, which Bioconstrictor originally used to experiment and <laughs> mutate him with the intention of creating a creature much more ferocious is, than himself. Is Elementor an animal? No. He's like, um, yeah, he's like a weird fucking gross thing. Goo snake man. And so anyway... So he's looking up for these five, looking up these five isotopes, right? In a book or on the computer? On the computer, and he's like, "Ooh, I gotta travel a world to get these different isotopes." And he each just isotope, found them on like eBay. Wow, <laughs> there's one in Italy. I gotta go to Italy. So each of there's the isotopes. one in. There, no, I'm doing them all. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, please do. <laughs> one in Italy. Oh, there's one in there's one in Bangladesh. I gotta go to Bangladesh. Oh my God! There's uh, one in Orem, Utah. Huh. I don't want to go there. Uh, I wonder if okay. I could just have that one shipped here. Oh, they have a shipping option. Oh, it's two-day shipping. Oh, oh fuck. Oh, free shipping. Holy oh, shit! Thanks, Jeff Bezos. So each isotope <laughs> grants Elementor the power to control and mimic one specific element. So earth, okay. water, Wait, wind, five, and fire. Though. We're gonna get to the fifth one. Huh? Once in possession of these four elements... Metal. Yeah. <laughs> so once in possession of the four <laughs> elements, the power to control metal and ice is granted as an extra bonus. One by one, oh, Elementor yeah. absorbs each isotope and gains new powers. And then Jefferson 
takes Max and he puts him under arrest and he doesn't explain. And Max is like, what the fuck? So he breaks free and Ele- and at the same time he breaks free, Elementor attacks Entech's headquarters and he's looking for this last isotope. So then Max and Jeff find a way to escape. But before they can leave the area, Jefferson reveals to Max that years ago when he was transformed into Max Steel, in order to save his life, the fifth isotope was placed inside his body. And so the arrest was just an effort to hide him from Elementor since nobody knows for sure what would happen if the isotope is extracted from Max's body. After a brief confrontation I with Elementor... I think he'd be okay. He'd be okay. He'd be fine. He'd be okay, actually. He'd probably go, ugh. You know? Yeah, he'd be like, ugh. Yeah. After, yeah. <laughs> after a brief confrontation with Elementor, Birdo and Cat discover the fifth isotope makes the others go haywire instead of adding new powers. So Max decides to confront Elementor... And at the final battle, Max releases the power of the fifth isotope until its overcharge causes a reaction that destroys Elementor until he comes back in the next one, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six m- movies. And then after that, it's every movie was just like build, bringing another different um, villain. And each time they would try to get Elementor because Elementor was like established as like the worst of the, of the worst. And then at like I think two movies later, no, three movies later, uh, they gave him an android. They gave uh, Max Steel an android uh, sidekick named Citro, um, and um, yeah, and then it just kept so going. Are these then, so these movies? Are they being like? Are they still primarily directed into like the Latin American yeah. community? And here's the okay. weird part: is that they were like a, a lot of them released in Spanish, but they still also were dubbed in English, um, hmm. which is funny because they were never planned to be released in the U.S. So why That's interesting. do that if you're not going to? I guess maybe because Just, you already had the actors or whatever. Yeah, convenience, bilingual, I don't know. Yeah, and then there was like a bunch of like mini ones that were like 12 minutes that were released. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. And then, yeah, some of the other ones that, that, um, that, that are like some of the other villains that we would later get on would be like Makino, Makino. He was like a like a mat machine guy and then you got like um the fuck I was never this? saw I never would have seen that coming. Toxin but it's T O X Z O N Toxin. What does he do? He's toxic. <laughs> um, man, all these he, man, Mac, Max Steel's just fighting the internet. Um, vitriol. Toxic. Dr. Grigor Grigor Rendell. Um Troy okay. Winter. That's who, just a normal guy who would become extroyer, and he would extroy you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait, what is that? Mean? Like you would get extroyed. Is that a word? Extroy? No. Because <laughs> you said so. it like I should know what the, he extroys you. He extroys you, Max. Max, he extroys you. I'm looking it up now because I'm wondering. It's not a. There's no way extroy is a word. Extroyer. It isn't the Max deal. Oh, extroying. The Max Steel wiki. <coughs> extroying, also known as extroyer extroyed, is a verb created by Steel that described when extroyer would morph into an animal. And so then it just kind of faded into obscurity, though, and, and it just sort of went away. They stopped producing the toys probably in like 2011, 2012. And before it did, though, they had been planning with Paramount Pictures to remake it. And then in 2013... They stopped planning for a live-action movie because they were making a reboot series, which would air on Disney XD. And then I found this really interesting article from the New York Times uh, by Gregory Schmidt from January 27th, 2013, in which he interviews uh, Tim Kilpin, who was executive vice president overseeing the company's global brands team. And in it, they talk about how there's these huge plans to revive Max Steel, and they were going to, just the classic fucking Hasbro Mattel thing over there, like, it's got to be multimedia, and it's going to be setting up spinoffs and prequels and comic books, and and, and I don't know how much, because the figure isn't known, but they threw a lot of money behind this, this uh, reboot. It says... Uh, as Max Steel faded away in this country, it continued to sell in South America, where it eventually became a blockbuster hit, outselling Mattel's top lines Hot Wheels and Barbie. 
More than a decade later, when Mattel was looking for a new line to start in the United States, it found one in the back of its own closet. And then Kilpin says, We stepped back and looked at why it was so successful in Latin America. We found that boys loved the idea of someone who could unlock his potential and become a hero. So they tweaked the original concept, making the character Max younger and easier for boys to relate, and then they started plotting to bring it back to the United States. Mattel would not reveal the marketing budget for the reintroduction of Max Steel, but Kilpin said it was significant. The best way to put perspective around the scale of it is to say it's a major new franchise launch for the company, much like Monster High was. So okay, they were ready. They were all in, right? And then they produced this to- this this new um, this new show, and it completely changed the the storyline. And now Max Steel was Max McGrath, who was uh, a boy, a human tachyon hybrid, who could produce turbo energy but had no way to harness it and he was put up with this weird little like alien named steel he was like a robot alien and they would they were merged together because steel could control the energy and together they were max steel and guess what max he was just blue beetle they just took blue beetle and they did exactly blue beetle but white and blue I'm looking at the pictures and uh, it's. Ju- I used to yeah. watch this one with my brother because my little brother liked it a lot, and I was like, "Wait, Max Steel is around again," and and we used to watch it. I never hated it, but it was completely different than what I knew, and it's just Blue Beetle. He could like anything he could think of. He could become big and like make his arms guns and knives or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So so they redesigned all the villains and everything. They like made Dread a big. Bat, like a big red max steel basically yeah so i mean that's pretty much it the 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 for the reboot it was just you know just a reintroduction of it they changed it they made it more sci-fi which i think was smart because i yeah. don't think that bringing back the um the super agent shit would have really sp- spoken to american markets at that time yeah it was no like we, were a, we were in a we were we were we were in a post cody banks world man yes cody Kids banks were done with those super spy stuff and um, so then, yeah, let's talk about the um, the, the so they like you mentioned they made a they live made a action movie. film. Um, um, I do want it to be made clear really quick that my joke makes sense because I think of time and being a pre and post Cody Banks world every day. Well, I'm pretty sure that's BC before Cody Banks. <laughs> uh, they changed it because they were like, "Oh, not everyone's Christian, so yeah. it can't be BC. It has to be BCB, mm-hmm. which is before Cody Banks." Yeah, after which Cody is crazy because it shifted everything too. It shifted it over. Yeah, it, it really shifted it, it over. Things yeah, up a lot actually. <laughs> so yeah, so a live action film version of the reboot was written by Christopher L. Yost and directed by Stuart Hendler, and is released by Open Road Films on October fourteenth, two thousand sixteen, and it was. A critical and commercial failure. It just was bad. I've never seen it. I was gonna watch it, but I didn't have enough time to watch it. But by all accounts, it it just did not do good. We should watch it. I kind of want to watch it. It has a Run Tomato score of zero percent <laughs> and a forty eight percent audience score, though. So you know. It looks cool, though. Like, I'm looking at a still, and it looks like it translated really well. Yeah. Again, if I didn't know that Blue Beetle was a thing, I think I would have really liked this more. Yeah, I mean, I, at the time, people weren't super familiar with Blue Beetle. See, but I, I was. But that's just me. I mean, I'm even now, people aren't super familiar with but Blue see, Beetle. But see, like, at that time, I, I, I had read the Jaime Reyes run, no. and I was like... No, of course. Oh, this is just Blue Beetle. Yeah, no, I mean, you, yeah. Because I'm a you, big fucking know. nerd. I didn't say that. Right, but you thought it though. <laughs> so no, that's I would never Max think that. Steel. If I think that about you, there's a mirror in my mind, and yeah. I get I get hit just as hard. So, and um, so yeah, uh, I used to have a shit ton of Max Steel toys. Um, I Where'd had all go? the accessories. I had all the 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 uniforms and everything, and I left them all in Mexico when I came to the U.S. And my cousins no. had a fucking field day and lost and destroyed all of them. No. And they're gone. Oh, I'm sorry, Jose. Ah, it is what it is, you know. I'm going to kill my cousins is what's going to happen. I guess you could say your cousins. Max stole. stole Max stole. Ma- There's, yeah. So that's Max Steel. So- and I think w- one thing that I would like to do to 
discuss is maybe the popularity in Latin America. And I think you nailed it perfectly, though, because I was looking for sort of this reasoning as to why it would have been so popular down there. And I think you said it best when you said it was just boy stuff. Like it was 100% unadulterated American boy stuff. And it's well known that, you know, non-American countries sort of have this fascination with American pop culture Mm. uh, that maybe Americans overlook a lot of the time. And again, growing up in, in Latin America, that was definitely a thing where we like loved American stuff. Like we thought it was so cool. And I think that's just what happened is that fucking Mattel nailed this thing that was all boy stuff. And Latin America wanted it and ate it up at the time. And just, you know, it was sick. Yeah. G.I. Joe wasn't really a thing at the time anymore. Yeah. You know, it was, for me, it was the reason I loved Max Steel was I think it was it was because it was a boy alternative for Barbie because my cousins yeah, would have Barbies. And I was like, and there I were my own. Well, and there were accessories and stuff. Yes, because I remember like my cousin would bring her Barbies over and I, we would uh, my Max Steel would show up and like be like, ladies. Ladies, and then he'd do like push ups and shit for them and ride around in his fucking coupe ladies. And then, and then he would go on a date with my cousin's Barbie, but she wouldn't really fit in the car because her legs didn't bend and his did. So she would just kind of sit like with her legs across the seat. It was fine. Oh, it was kind of flirty of her to do that. Yeah, that is like it's a first date. Like, that's like a yeah, that's a little forward, but like, no, I mean, yeah, no judgment, but that is pretty forward. Then at one point, Max Steel went crazy and he took over my cousin's Barbie dream house. Let's say, did you get a story credit on Greta Gerwig's Barbie or what? No, actually, I didn't. What the fuck? Maybe maybe you should have. Wait a fucking second. Because that's exactly what happened with me and my cousin is they the Max Steels were sick of just being around. So they rose up and they. T- Whoa, because I do remember that at the end, my cousin and I agreed because my cousin, we were both only kids. And she was like my sister, basically. She yeah. was over all the time because her mom used to work and my mom would watch her. And we agreed that at the end, Max learned that it was OK that he uh, was his own person, you know? Like, he learned to be loved by the Barbies, and the Barbie learned to be nice to him. What the fuck, man? Is that real? You were That's doing real. a bit? I'm being real right now. That was the end of the story for you and your cousin? Yeah, because he, like, he like, they, like, rose up, and they took over the Barbie dream house, and they kicked all the Barbies out. And then the Barbies came, and they were like, hey, we're sorry we were mean to you guys or whatever. And then Max was like, wow, okay. I am Max Snuff, he said. <laughs> No, he didn't say and that. I say that to myself every morning. I am Max Snuff. <laughs> Max Snuff is a different thing. Um, <laughs> uh, did I tell you that I watched Fight Club for the first time a few weeks ago, and the whole time I just went, "Oh, this is like Barbie." <laughs> no. Well, that happened. Wow. I'm really happy about it. Well, All right. Well, that was well, that was that was lovely, Jose. I do have a question for you, though. Yeah. What if you? Could make a Max Steel movie. I see that you've looked at the document, Max. What? Cut, cut what? that part out, though, so it seems like you just transitioned well into. What? This. No, I, I, I would never look at the at the agenda. Um, that is a good question, Max, because who was that uh, director who recently who wants to make the the Thundercats movie? I don't remember. Oh, I don't remember who it is, but anyway, but he came out and was like, "I want to do." He did. He made another movie. And then it was like, they gave him Thundercats, and he was pretty much like, this is what it's all been for. I've always wanted to make a Thundercats movie. Yeah, this like in high school, he was thing. writing like a 400-page manuscript And like for we've talked about how movie. like you've wanted to do Herbie. Like that's your like dream project yeah. would be a Herbie That's thing. That's weirdly my dream and franchise takeover. <laughs> and I think Max Steel was this thing for me because it was like all my life, Max, it's been this strange thing of me going around people and I have all this knowledge of Max Steel and it's such a huge part of my childhood and no one else knew what the fuck I was talking about in this country. <laughs> and I would be like, no, Max Steel. And then the the live act, the reboot came around and they were like, oh yeah, I vaguely remember that. And I was like, no, he used to be a really cool sports guy and he was a secret agent <laughs> and he was Brendan Fraser and he was sick. <laughs> So the question of how what my Max Steel movie would look like is, I think it's tricky because unfortunately it's been done to death. 
this super age secret agent sports thing. So I think yeah, Xander Cage, etc. Right, right. <laughs> Vin Diesel just stole the plot of Max Steel for a uh, um, triple. I'm X. gonna make triple X. It's gonna be Max Steel. He took it from the end. He took. He added three X's to Max, and then he got yeah. rid of the M A. And he was. There's like, no Ma in this. Whoa. It's just triple X. Sorry, Ma. There's no room Sorry, for you Ma. in this. <laughs> it's triple X. Initially, his mom was like, "We're gonna do that together, right?" And he was like, "Sorry, Ma." <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, Do people know what Triple X is? Anyway, <laughs> it's not sure. porn. No, it's not. I, that's what it's I Vin Diesel's it first action franchise before he did Fast and Furious. He or really after, wanted that to after he did Fast and Furious, though. he was like, "This will be my big." That's action why he franchise. left. That's why he wasn't in the second one. In the second, yeah. Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah. So I think there's two options for a Max Steel movie. It's aware of what it is. You know, it's you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Like it's a. It knows it's kind of a silly thing and you go with it that route or you go hyper, super, ultra serious and you find a way to make it interesting. But I don't think you can go super, hyper, ultra serious because it's already been done to death. You can't do the super agent thing, the sports guy thing without it being a parody or a rehash of things that have already been around. Because to me, when you say super extreme sports, you know who I think of? Sporticus from Lazy Town. I don't know why, but I always think of that. (laughs) And I can't have that. That is not where my head would have gone. I also loved Lazy Town as a kid, too. So. <laughs> you, think, you think the general public's like sports, extreme sports, superhero. Ah, Sporticus. Sporticus from Lazy Town. From Lazy Town. He's doing, he's doing flips and shit in his big blimp. God, I wanted to live in that blimp so bad, man. I was not into Lazy Town at all. <sighs> I was into Super Productive Town because I was always <laughs> on that grind. <laughs> Um, no, I was not. I was never into Lazy Town. I just my like friend was really into it. My friend was really into it. The puppets kind of um, scared me. He was kind of yeah. He was into it when we were like nine, and at the time I was like, "That's weird." No, I was definitely uh, into but, it. And I was know, like, whatever. Six. Yeah, whatever. Do you? You know. So I think I would take it in a more lighthearted, comedic way. Um, but I don't know. I really would have to think about it. But I think you do it. You just do it as kind of like a get smart kind of thing. That was that's immediately what I went to. Yeah, I was like, you do the Get Smart 2005 thing, and yeah, yeah you do something like that. And if I was gonna cast Max Steel though, in a perfect world, it would just be Brendan Fraser back when he was young, yeah. right? But who's Brendan Fraser. but but now who? Because the thing is, it can't just be someone who looks the look. I mean, how young are you going? You know, college age kid, I think. Okay, okay, okay. Like secret agent, but he's a sports guy. Like, maybe you're... God, I don't know. I don't know young actors, though, is a thing. Oh, no. You know who you get? You know who you get? He was actually in Pete Barbie. Davidson. No, he was in Barbie, but um, he's in sex education. He's Adam in sex education. What's his name? Oh, he's, he's British, but he'd have to do he'd have to do an accent. But um, but he kind of looks oh, like Oh, Adam Groff. Uh, Groff. Yeah. Is that who you're talking about? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Who's the actor? He's funny. Uh, He's Connor a funny guy. Swindles. Yeah, you could get Connor Swindles for that, actually. I do like that. You put on that yeah. fucking hair that fits for him. I'm looking yeah. at a picture where he's got modern hair, and I, hmm. Yeah. You could do that. You could and he's, do that. And he's a funny guy. He's pretty funny in Sex Education. He's pretty funny in Barbie. He's, he's, a, big, he's a big, cool guy. Yeah, that's my pitch. There you go. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. I just realized in this picture you're showing me he's holding a sword. I thought he was holding a crowbar for some reason. <laughs> no, yeah, he's oh, about his, to... his little icon's like a little thumbs up. Yeah. He's in thumbs up mode, that's why. <laughs> okay, yeah, so this is what you this is what I do then for my Max Steel. You okay. get that guy that you said that we said earlier. <laughs> okay. You cast Connor him. Spindle. You cast the only person I've I, I've actually had casted before this is for for Jefferson. I would do the the Flash's dad from the Flash CW TV show, John the guy Wesley who Shipp. always wears his little fedora. John Wesley Ship. No, no, no. The Flash's adoptive dad. Sorry, <laughs> the, uh, Iris West's dad. Oh, Joe West. Joe West. <laughs> the actor I can't remember the name of, but he's yeah, in yeah. that new murder show. He's in that where new I watched murder the show. Ad. <laughs> they kept showing me the ad where he walks into a room and she goes, this woman goes, you need, I brought you here because I need you to solve a murder. And he goes, 
whose murder? And she, and goes, she goes, mine. And then he goes. <laughs> and then he, like, like, he looks down. shocked and then it's like, music. And yeah. then I skip the ad. <laughs> I watched the whole thing. He's like okay. one of those characters who's like, I know people. So I know when they're going to commit crimes. It's one of those things, you know? Okay. <laughs> um, but I would Joe get West. him. I would get that guy to play Jefferson, whatever, whatever. Smith. Smith, yes. For like Birdo, I would do like, not Michael Pena, because that's who gets cast in everything whenever there is a Hispanic character. I feel like he hasn't been in as much stuff lately, though. He's in that astronaut thing or whatever. That astronaut thing. Okay, you get Michael Pena. <laughs> <laughs> to get Michael Pena. Um, and I think for the plot though. No, no, no. You get, you get a, uh, you get like Bad Bunny. You get yeah. like, you know, because yeah, people yeah, are putting yeah, him in yeah, movies. Yeah, 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 <laughs> You know, everybody do que sabe, mommy. <laughs> They'll get that. The kids will get that. <laughs> the kids will like it. Yeah. Hey, Mark Stew. <laughs> He'll be like that. <laughs> Yeah, that's what he talks like, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All the Puerto Ricans out there are so mad at me. I'm sorry. Just, just that, that is just what he talks like, though. Um, I love him. I love Bad Bunny. Big fan. Big sad that Wait, El Muerto. Am I allowed to laugh at that? Yeah, yeah. I was. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm sad that El Muerto is no longer going to be a thing. Oh, Darn. Rest in peace, El Muerto. Uh, <laughs> the greatest Spider Man villain project that it never was. So. I think I would go with the super agent side of it. So he's not going to be yeah. battling any of the mutants or monsters. I think he's going to be battling your psycho. Cause I think that would be a cool oh, thing to be, to see you get, you, you get him to fight psycho. You get him to fight uh, vitriol. And in my movie, vitriol says mean things too. He's fighting see. vitriol. He's fighting psycho. Well, to make it more, to he's make fighting it more the relevant. snake guy with dreads or whatever. Or bio, bio, bio constrictor. constrictor. And, um, yeah, you just you just do a take where it's I you skip the origin stuff. Don't do an origin. Okay. There's no secret identity or whatever. He's just a guy named Max Steele. He's working for this organization. It's all going good. You see him like, you know, fighting the stuff or whatever, doing this thing, ste- maxing the steel. And um yeah, I think you just do like a, a the super agent and the super like Again, it's just basically what I think you should do is you do G.I. Joe with Channing Tatum, but you don't take it seriously, where it's like a funny thing where like he's, you know, he's brought into this world and he's given his powers or whatever. And you go fully like, again, just very like like I the, the aesthetic has to be like late 90s, early 2000s. You give him the hair and everything, even like the costuming, but you just don't you do it comedical and satirical and meta and it's aware of what it is. And I think then it would work really well. I don't know. I think you have to maybe separate him from the organization to make him to showcase his skill set more. You know what I mean? Like maybe he's cut off mm-hmm. from his support. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I'll work on it more, guys. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> yeah, next week. <laughs> and then I come back next week and I'm like, great news. I've optioned off the script to Paramount. They're making it. Wow. Yeah. The writer's strike ended just in time. Yes. Um, but yeah, well, that's very fun. You know, I think there's a hankering for for stuff like that. You know, yeah, for for silly, for fun spy shenanigans. Mattel, right now, after they heard me pitch that, they're like, oh, "Whoa, cancel the Uno movie." They're so excited now. Yeah, cancel the Uno movie. Make Max Steel instead. And they go, "But we already made all the cards for the Uno movie." <laughs> and the cards are standing in the room, really sad. Yeah. They made them, Jose. They like created awful them. They brought creatures. them into. Yeah. yeah. Uno cards are alive. They're weird fucking abominations against nature. The draw four is terrifying. I don't want to talk about it. The wild card. You want to make your next party. <laughs> and that's Max Steele. Max. I can't believe Steel. you didn't know about Max Steele and your name is Max. I avoided things uh, that had my name in them because I didn't want to be compared to them for mm. the most part. Well, that's the only reason I became friends with you. Because I was like, yeah, could he you were hoping, be real life Max Could Steel? he be real life Max Steele? And then, he warned, and then and I, I was re- like, mm. it was a bitter disappointment. Yeah. I just I like, do oh, podcasts just and talk about Doctor Who. Doctor Who and shit. Oh, man. Um, no, I avoided things uh, with my name. Uh, mm. That's why I didn't see the Goofy movie until like 2020. Mm. Uh, good movie. Even though it's a good movie. No, it's a good movie. But that was wonderful. What Thank a wonderful you. thing to learn Thank about. You. Yeah. 
Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Really appreciate it. We're so happy to be back for season three, and uh, we've got a bunch more episodes coming at you guys. Uh, do we want to give them a hint or a a a? Do we want to tell them what's coming up next episode? Yeah, sure. I'll tell them a little bit. We don't I'll have to. Also, no. I'm gonna give them a hint. Okay. Let's just say next week we're gonna be a little cranky. We're Let's gonna be a little silly. We're gonna have some stuff to say. We we're gonna have some real stuff to say. So yeah, thank you everybody for listening. We'll see you next week for another episode. Uh, if you want, right. you can follow Max and I on social media. You can follow me at j.vaya underscore junior on Instagram and Twitter and um on YouTube you can find me as Jose Vaya Jr. and I'm on Productions and you can listen to my other podcast, Captain's Log, which we just had an episode featuring Max and Parker. Uh, talking about spooky Hollywood spooks. So go listen yes. to that. Uh, Max, where can they find you? Yeah, they can they can find me uh, with a big alien <gasps> who makes me metal. Also, and then I fight uh, <laughs> some mutants. He also goes into his chest. By the way, like he goes like it's turbo Kills time, him. and then Max Max Steel like Steel becomes like a little M shape, and he like sits on his chest, and then they get the suit. Is, so Steel's an alien. Yeah, he's like a little. He talks and everything. He's like a different. I thought thing. he was a robot in the reboot. No, he's an alien ro- robot thing. I think I don't really understand it. Again, I watched like three episodes with my little brother, and I went, "This isn't what I used to watch." So I don't like it. Around that time, I was too busy watching Hero Factory, the Lego animated series. <laughs> I was watching Doctor Who around that time. I was oh well, no! I, of course, watching I was watching that. No, I was watching. I was just thinking of whatever. My, you can find me at Max <laughs> Benyon Media on Instagram. You can find me at Max on YouTube. You can mm. find me at MaxBenyon.com. You can find me on my other show, Better Than Citizen Kane, with dear friend Parker. Uh, and we're going to be talking about Alien <gasps> this 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 uh, next Monday. And um, yeah, uh, remember, if you want to uh, write into the show, you can do so by sending us an email at... Uh, Max and Jose pod at gmail.com. Uh, I checked earlier. We don't have any emails today. Uh, you can also listen to the show on Spotify, Apple podcast, Google play, all the podcast directories out there. If you like the show, please leave us a five-star review. Uh, it will help us a ton and um, recommend it to your friends and family. That's how little yeah. shows like ours grow. Um, is there anything that I'm missing, Max? Thank you. I think the listeners, um, I think they deserve a kissiners, but yeah, I think that's it. Mm, this one comes from Max Steele. Kissiners for the listeners. Let's go turbo, baby. The name's Steele. <laughs> Max Steele. <laughs> oh, no. Steele. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.